You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, you're listening to the Grind Season Podcast with Anthony Sand and yours truly, Jason Smith. Be sure to download us, download us on the C app. Hit that subscribe button. Help us out. Uh, same mention, just wanting to watch the Grizzlies play basketball. Of late, they haven't been playing winning basketball. Eight of nine. Uh, the last was a one of the most recent, a 106-103 loss to the Toronto Raptors, a game that they controlled for a large, significant portion of that game. They led by 15 midway through the uh, really 444 left in the third quarter, late in the third quarter. Uh, end up blowing that game. Pascal Siakam hits a couple of big free throws. Really, Scotty Barnes, the one they licked. You know, go off 13 of his 16. Mm-hmm. He was doing nothing first three quarters. He ends up getting going, helps them. Uh, yeah, you know, too familiar refrain for the Grizzlies. They blow a they blow a lead late. They fail to close. Now they were doing this without Ja Morant, who was a late scratch there before the game. Again, after this uh, after this story about the January 29th incident came out, uh, they were also without Dylan Brooks, who was serving a one game. That feels like, that feels like an in, internal suspension too. I'm just gonna be honest with you. It's like a what? It feels like an internal suspension. Maybe. Either from maybe. the league or from the Grizzlies. The way he was spoken would lead you to believe maybe he thought that too. I mean, he he wanted everybody in that arena to know that he was not happy with the, the Pacers, the NBA, the Athletic, and maybe to your point saying the Memphis Grizzlies if it was a deal where they sat him. I don't know. I don't know. Don't you think that was to avoid the press and the questions after him? He doesn't have to uh, talk to the media after. Maybe so. Gives him a day. We know that he's he tired, is, man. I'm tired of this shit. Man. Uh, <laughs> Go the games, bro. You know that right, the now, right now, he's a full go for the Grizzlies' next one, which is uh, tomorrow as we record here on Monday. Uh, that one is tomorrow against Chicago, and by all means, he's a full go. Uh, back to on the court and what is happening there. Like we said, hopefully, Jaw be ready for that one. Hopefully, you got Dylan Brooks back. Um, saying we focused a lot on what's wrong with the Grizzlies. We talked about how big a, a, a hole Stephen Adams that void is without him offensively but um you got the Grizzlies pointing in one direction right now although they are still two and a half games against the the uh, head of the Sacramento Kings in the standings uh in second place I'm I'm more I'm more interested right now to get your immediate take on what's going on with the Dallas Mavericks who obviously go all in on trying to get Kyrie Irving uh in hopes of uh, I suppose jumping up the standings but perhaps passing the Grizzlies at some point um while I have my doubts I'm curious how much does this help the Dallas Mavericks in the immediate, and does it help them long term? Um, I, I put some of my thoughts out on Twitter yesterday. Before we get into that, just wanted to just seal up the whole first segment and the second segment. It's crazy how, as bad as we we're playing, we couldn't even really get into that because of uh, this off the court stuff, man. And um, it's just it's just sad. It's just sad that we're playing this bad, and it's not even the biggest story. Um, but as far as the Kyrie thing to Dallas, <clears throat> I'm a big proponent of well-built rosters, well-built teams. This Dallas team is already not built well to me. Uh, it's basically Luca doing everything offensively and guys kind of being his rebounders and Christian Wood giving you a little bit every now and again and kicking out the guys for three or whatever for the few shooters they had. But two guys who were good in what they were doing were the two guys they shipped out for. Kyrie Irving, you got rid of two role players for a guy who could very well at the end of the season <clears throat> bolt. And I don't, I don't know the Lakers cap situation. I know 
that Westbrook rolls off. I don't know if that would put them under the cap, especially not money to fit a guy like Kyrie Irving. But I could very well see a situation where Kyrie gets, you know, he dips. You know what I mean? They could, you know, he could be gone. Um, I I'm not gonna be the person who's gonna just talk about, well, you know, Kyrie's gonna do something. I don't I don't like doing that type of stuff. I think Kyrie's very unpredictable. I think he's done a lot of wild things in the past. But I'm not going to say that because of his past, he's going to do something else again. Um, like we joked about a few weeks ago, he's kind of ran out of distractions. I don't really know what could be up next. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we got through COVID. He did the, the anti-Semitic stuff. Don't challenge him, son. Yeah, don't challenge <laughs> Somebody told me that he shared uh, 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 your boy's uh, post. Ah, oh, good God. Jason Whitlock thing about the Tyree Nichols thing. About um. – I don't know if it's real or not, but somebody said that he shared it. But um, I just don't think it's a good move with any guy, man. I think when you, I think the whole two-headed monster with no help around him, that model just don't work. We saw it in Brooklyn before they actually start. Brooklyn's better this year when they got actual more pieces around, more role player type pieces around KD, Kyrie, and uh, Ben Simmons. But I just don't think that model works anymore. You're talking about two guards, neither one of them defend. Luca nor uh, Kyrie Irving are defenders. Both of them love the ball in their hands. We've seen Kyrie play off the ball a little bit here in Brooklyn with Ben Simmons being there. But it's just like you're still missing a lot, man. Defensively, you're terrible. Kyrie, you're asking Kyrie to guard a shooting guard because Luka's not going to guard. You know, this, whoever, whoever the better player is, Kyrie's going to be in the backcourt guarding them. You lose Finney Smith, who's a, you know, all-league all defender as far as on-ball on defense is concerned. A guy who gave us a lot of problems when we played them. I just don't get it, man. And if it doesn't work, this is the type of move. This is the this the type of move, like the size of the players involved, Kyrie Irving, those type of things. If it don't work in Dallas, this you know blows up in their face. The next thing you're gonna hear is, okay, let's get Luca the hell up out of Dallas. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was worth it, man. Because you could have you could have struggled and made with this season, whatever it was, and try to find some other ways to make some moves, looking to free agency next year. But if you do something like this where you get rid of two good Role players and uh and Finney Smith and uh and um can't think of his name right now. Dinwiddie. Uh, did you get rid of Dinwiddie and Finney Smith? Like two like two of your very good role players on that team, and you get Kyrie and this thing don't work. Cause I don't I mean they got better in name. Yeah, the star power, sure. Kyrie, what has Kyrie done outside of when he played with LeBron and he won a championship? We've seen him with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, we've seen him with Kevin Durant, ain't done nothing. Yep. And we're, are we saying, why do you think, what makes you think that they're going to come out and come out of the West now? This this might be the worst supporting cast he's played with out of all those teams. Definitely worse than the Boston team. What what are people really expecting to happen? They're going to they're gonna come out the West now? No. Panic move. So, yeah. And I think, I think it's, I think it's a dangerous move, man. Cause if it don't work, Lucas, Lucas probably going to get the hell about it. If Kyrie leaves. Or Lucas going to bolt. Yeah, Lucas gonna be like, all right, man, I'm getting give me the hell about it. Gonna be an Anthony Davis type situation yeah. down in New Orleans. And you have to deal with years of, of knowing Luca wants to get up out of it for sure. And I wouldn't, you know, whatever. I wouldn't blame him, to be honest with you. It's it's a silly move to me. I, I might be wrong, but I doubt it, man. I doubt this works. I don't, I don't, I don't see think, how it I don't think you're wrong saying they're 24th in defense right now. That's gonna get worse with Kyrie Irving when you're shipping out role players like Dorian Finney Smith, you know, guys that helped you on that end. Uh Spencer Dinwiddie as well, veteran. Uh I, listen, I know there's going to be a lot of times when Luca, or I think they go from what literally best offense in the league when he's on the floor to one, not the worst when he's off. And so there's going to be times there 
and he is off where Kyrie can really help. There's no they've 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 hit their depth here. Um, they've hurt themselves defensively, and and again, you give up some some assets. What do you get? A 29 first round pick, Man, uh, unprotected, bro. Yeah. But booty naked first round pick. And to your point, do not let Kyrie walk. And then you just rented him for the second half of a season in which you're there's a good chance you're not gonna make it back to the Western Conference Finals. Like this feels like desperation. We made it to the West Conference Finals last year. Uh, that that's the way they're looking at it. And, and a lot of that's because of Jalen Brunson. And so they feel like they got to make yeah. a move. The fact is, get, they blew it. Get. They blew it with Brunson. They should have re-signed him earlier. You would not be in this boat. Not to mention the guy's tough. Like he, right. you know, Brunson in the pushover on that defensive end in the way that Kyrie Irving is. And so they they're really. They're 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 throwing all their chips in in a move that's probably going to hurt them in the long haul. And saying I think that's even the case, even if Kyrie resigns to like a two year deal, yeah. I will not believe uh, in a team that's got Kyrie Irving who needs the ball in his hands to be effective on a team that's got the guy who needs it in his hands the most. Luca, how much how much better as far as like being a bucket, like being a guy that just gets you points? Because it's pretty much all Kyrie Irving is. He's going to go out there and score. He's not going to play defense at all. Yep. <laughs> Not the best playmaker. He's just a tremendous scorer, one of the greatest scorers in the NBA. But how much better is like a pure bucket getter like Izzy than Brunson? They're not in the same tier. He's probably he's probably two tiers better. But what I'm saying is, 30 points is 30 points, man. 25 points is 25 points. 40 points is for, is 40 points. And Brunson's able capable of doing all those things on the biggest stage. So I'm like, so what did you really do, man? <laughs> it's like you got Brunson back. A better Brunson, a little a, a better Brunson back, but you minus two other guys that were crucial to what you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I don't think it's gonna work. I think it's gonna look silly. These are the constant type of moves Dallas did. I had these same conversations with people arguing with me and about me about Luke and Prazingis about how they're gonna run the West. Tell me about how that one turned out. They said the same thing. They trade away assets, trade away first round picks. Reason why they don't have nothing now, why they had to move a 2029 unprotected first round pick. You're basically saying six years from now, whatever wherever we are is yours. You can mess with you might be one of the worst teams in the NBA in six years. Cause it might be around the time when Lucas about to may say, Man, I'm getting the hell up out of here. If not earlier. You know who's yes. gonna pay for it first is is kid. If it yeah. get, if they get into next year or, or man, whatever so, beyond, it'll be basically kid to pay for it. Yeah. Man, it's it's terrible, man. It's terrible. Yeah. Terrible, terrible move in my opinion. I might be wrong, but I doubt it. In terms of cause 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 we you you, you pointed out. Um, the Grizzlies too. Back to the business of them before we get to our our, our fun of who brought seasoning. But you mentioned it, eight of nine. It's four more before the All Star break. Starting with Chicago on, t- you got a Minnesota team that loves to play you and has beat you two out of three so far on the season. After that, then you're at Boston, uh, best team in the league. I don't even think that's an argument. Sure. Then you got Utah at the house, and so um, Taylor Jenkins' role in this thing. Mm-hmm. Is there, you know, I know, I know, you know, we're right before the trade deadline and perhaps some reinforcements are coming, but in terms of what he's got right now, I know that they sit here back down to the G league. Uh, you're, you're playing Tillman in these instances. I mean, they are, they are thin. Oh, man. What, what, what can, can, can Taylor Jenkins shake them up out of this? These four games before the all-star break. You started breaking up, but I'm, whatever you said, the answer is no. You heard, I heard Ken Taylor Jenkins. I don't even know what you said, but the answer is no. No, he can't. Can they salvage this? Yeah, can they get it back turned in the right direction before the All-Star? Yeah, yeah of course they of course they can collectively. Can, but can Taylor Jenkins do it? No. I watched the game last night. 
And I was so thrown off about the stuff with Job, which has bothered me the entire game I'm watching. And I think it was in the third quarter, maybe. Um, the third quarter, Siakam had five fouls, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been the second quarter. I mean, no, it had to been the third quarter. Siakam had five fouls. I didn't see any kind of action, any type of playmaking, any type of aggression that was really going at him. I was like, dude, get him out of the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, why are we not going at him? Didn't see any of that. Um, I liked the lineup he had where he had the three bigs uh, with Tillman. Um, I didn't Santi and Jaren. Tillman, Santi and Playing Jaren, playing uh, Santi at the three. I liked it. Very yeah. creative against a team like Toronto who does a lot of that type of stuff too. Toronto did not play a big at all. You know what I mean? They don't play bigs. I don't understand why we didn't go inside more with Jaren. Not driving to the basket, Jaren, but post, simple post up the ball. Give Jaron the ball in the post. Give yep. Santi the ball in the post. Give Brandon Clark the ball in the post. Make it simple, man. It was like we were just playing extremely difficult style of basketball yesterday instead of simplifying the game and trying to get easy buckets. It was just so weird, man. I want to say Desmond Bain only took one three in the second half or didn't take any. Not makes, I mean attempts. You know what I mean? It's like, how can you not run stuff to get him going? Um, Taylor Jenkins, out of one side of my mouth, I can say – that he should have won NBA coach of the year last year. And I can say he's a young up-and-coming coach. I can see him being your next Greg Popovich. I can say all those things about him. Not the same breath, man. I can also say he looks like a dude who's been coaching three or four years, and he might not be the guy that really takes the Grizzlies where they need to go. And I think some of that is because of whatever talent. You were missing John Morant. You were missing Dylan Brooks. You're missing Jordan, uh, not Jordan Adams. You're missing Steven Adams last night. But I've seen games with everybody, and we've still – just the bonehead stuff. It's almost like he has to have his full roster, his full deck uh, to win the game. If, if you're if you're a space player, uh, Jason Smith, you have some people they're good because they got dealt a good hand. But some people can they can they can make their queen. That's another word we say for queen. We can make their queen walk though. You know what I mean? They know how to make they know how to make that nine win a hand. You know what I mean? So um, I don't think he's that type of coach. I think he coaches us very well when everything's going good, but he doesn't really. When it comes down to actual decision making, game planning, late game decision making, um, doing the simple stuff, man, like getting getting Jaron going more often. Like Jaron gets two fouls, you sit him for the rest of the half. Like, man, I mean, this ain't college basketball, man. Let if, if let you gotta let your stars be stars. And you can't we can't keep treating Jaron like a kid when it comes down to the fouls. You, I saw Siakam get two, Siakam stayed in the game. Until the, you know the rest of the half, he didn't take him out of the game. You got don't you can't because when you're taking Jaron out of the game, it's like you're punishing him. If you if if you say Jaron, all right, man, it's two. Let him battle through it and do what he needs to do to stay in the game. You just can't take him out of the game. It's like it's, it's almost like you're giving him another foul. So that type of stuff bothers me about him. Um, we're just in a weird place right now, man. But it's impossible to have this much off the court distraction going on. Because there are probably still guys in this team that are dealing with, you know, uh, 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 we're finding the West. There are probably still guys who are dealing with that, man. And we've had an avalanche of bullshit since then. And I, I think it's impossible to be the best version you can be when you got so much goofy stuff going on around this team. And who knows what behind closed doors in the locker room or whatever. So, um, uh, I'm with you on, on – on, well, Taylor, my whole thing is it, it, even if – you know, posting up Jaron over and over is not part of what you do or your regular offense. Mm -hmm. It needs to be added, especially when you're, yeah. you're going to a game like Toronto that doesn't 
anything for him in there. That mm-hmm. that's my that, th- those are the the things that I just with with Taylor Jenkins or or whoever the coach of this team is. The, those kinds of things, and and again, not just saying, well, we we have a three point offense and we're gonna let it fly, but when you've got an advantage, like it feels like the Grizzlies do right now, not setting Jaron up to be out on the wing and to make a play from there. You know, you you put him in the in 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 the places just right now. It's inside the arc, like starting from there. I just so so if they've done nothing else, saying in, in practice you're at home with Chicago, Minnesota, it would just half court getting Jaron the ball in different ways uh, in the post and finding ways again to get him inside three-point lining, especially right now with Adams. It's critical. It's a it's silver lining. You know, throw in some half-court offense, some new wrinkles, getting Jaron the ball in the post. Yep. It'll, it'll benefit you in the postseason. It'll benefit you in terms of his career. Yep. Doesn't make any sense you, you know what why, I mean? you don't have that, why you don't have that option in your offense. You know what I think is going to be the best thing for this team? Just being honest with you. What? Um, All-Star weekend is coming up. The All-Star break is coming up. Get John and Jaron the hell up out of here by themselves with their entourages. (laughs) Get those guys by themselves. Get them guys playing with some of the best players in the world on practice courts, hopefully on the same team, around a new coaching staff. Let them just, you know – they just need they just need a break, man. They just need to stop playing games and just reset for a minute. And hopefully this all-star weekend where these two guys are together, bonding. Hopefully, they're the only team in the West that has two all-stars. You know, you know, we don't know how De'Aaron Fox goes with replacing, but maybe those two guys getting together can build, can reset some of that chemistry and just hopefully reset this team. Yeah. This team, this organization is as good as those two guys. We all love what love what Desmond Bain does, but when Jaron is super good and John is super good, it really don't matter who's around him, man. Because Jaron's unguardable when he's on top of his game. He's a phenomenal defender. John is a phenomenal player all around. Um, I just hope that this All Star break resets something with these guys, man, because they're it's super toxic right now. And if this, if this stuff was going on while we were winning, it's fine, but it's it's a problem. That it's a bigger deal than the fact that we've lost eight out of what nine, ten games. I don't even know. And that's, that's you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what our I don't know what our record is. I think we're still second in the West. <clears throat> yes. But there's so much crazy stuff going on, man. That is um it's really disgusting how things are looking right now. And everybody, everybody with the microphone in national media saying, Y'all ain't done shit. Stop talking so much. Calm y'all, calm y'all ass down. Y'all ain't never did nothing. And it's true. Go play basketball, guys. Like, like just go go hoop, man. All this other stuff, we don't need it. Y'all don't need it. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It's time to tighten up and just get back to work. Stop talking, clean up the mess, clean up your front porch and, and get get back to yeah. work. Um, that's part of it, man. That is that is part of it. Now uh, 